This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. appreciate you joining us on ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We got a new board op hanging out with us today. Nick Cardi, or as Harry Douglas like to call him, Nick Davis, and he says Nick it in a Kodemus. voice. And he says it in a voice like that. Things almost went bad because we almost changed Nick Cardi's name to Nick the Harry Freddie Harry Show Killer because he broke a button while running the board and almost unraveled everything Harry Douglas before the show even got started today involving me and you. Come on, Nick Davis, <laughs> you can't break things in the studio. Because we're not going to be able to do Freddie and Harry, Nicodemus. Okay? We need you, man. We need you, all right? First off, wasn't my fault the button broke. I was with you guys for a while, though. I'm not new. Yes, yeah. But, you know, to, but you've been in, like, the associate producer chair I got upgraded. Yeah, I, oh, wow, really? We got upgraded? Okay. We, I, I, thought the, I thought when you go to an associate producer from a board out, that's kind of the upgrade that way, not reverse upgrade this way. I'll take what I can get at this point. When you're not breaking stuff on the show. <laughs> when you're not breaking it's early. stuff. I, that's oh, the sad part. Speaking of early, okay. that's not what we seen from Nicodemus today during that meeting. Yeah, you are not on time. We have The standard is the standard. The now, standard's the standard, Nicodemus. For those who don't know, we have our show meeting at noon Eastern time, three hours before the show gets started. Everybody, if you're not on time, you're going to get razzed a little bit. We have not placed a monetary value on it. But Nick was not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, but eight minutes late. So today, we are putting a monetary value in anybody's part of the show unit that if you're late, that's 10 bucks a minute. So Nick Cardi, Nicodemus, you owe the show $80. <laughs> and we I want think that's our money. more than my salary. That's okay. We want now, our now money. Nick, now, Nick, what, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, there's no excuse. I was late. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I should have been on time yeah. to plan the show, and it was my fault. I take full accountability. Oh, that's, that's interesting because, like, when he logged on, I didn't hear any of that. Like, no, not at all. No, he was not at all. I apologize. But you want to you want to make sure the people know that mm-hmm. hey, I'm, I'm gonna take responsibility. Yeah. I'll be yeah, the first like, one in there tomorrow. Yeah, you, you better because right now you owe us eighty dollars, and like Shaq's in the movie Blue <laughs> Chips, we want our money. <laughs> we're What's gonna get th- our money. Did you think we weren't gonna call you out, Nick Davis? <laughs> you thought we were gonna keep it a secret? I think Nick wants you to be fine for making fun of him because there's no way that he sounds anywhere near that. I don't even know, know what impression that is. I know our listeners are probably wondering, like, why is Harry talking like that? Exactly. That's my impression of Nick Cardi, a.k.a. Nick Demas. So now that we got that out the way, you can always be a part of our way. You can do it in the Freddie and Harry calling line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. So while you get ready to help us do our thing. Man. The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, I don't know when the end is going to happen when it comes to LeBron James, but he keeps kicking that can further and further and further down the road. Whenever he retires, only LeBron James knows for sure, and right now he may not even know. And I don't know if this is sustainable. It isn't sustainable, what he was able to do. Outscoring the Clippers in the fourth quarter. They're down by 21 points. The Lakers come back and win. It's a very easy solution. Don't worry about LeBron James and when that due date is going to happen where he can put him in retirementville. 
34 points, eight assists. They're down by 21 points in the fourth quarter. They went at 116 to 112. They're now number nine in the Western Conference in that playoff race. He had three threes in the first, 313 in the fourth quarter. So I don't think this is sustainable for the Lakers to say, put on that Superman cape, act like you need you don't need the Justice League and win games for yourself. But it was really, really special to see that guy do something like that again when it comes to LeBron James. LeBron James understood the magnitude of that game last night. The Clippers, the Lakers, both teams in the city of Los Angeles. You know, you have the notion of, of Kawhi Leonard uh, back in the days when LeBron was on the Miami Heat and Kawhi was on the San Antonio Spurs and the Spurs winning that NBA championship. Kawhi being able to win two. LeBron James being the face of the NBA for so long. Right. But the buildup to this game was everything. And LeBron James understood that. And for the most part, the game was not going well for the Los Angeles Lakers. Not at all. No. But, but LeBron James, uh, words from his coach, Darvin Ham, he had to put that cape on. He had to whip it out. That's what Darvin Hand said. That's that, those are his words. LeBron whipped it out. That cape, Superman, that is. And put the Los Angeles Lakers on his back. And, Freddie, it wasn't just scoring the basketball, but it's the defensive plays, chasing guys down, getting blocks up against the backboard, assisting the basketball, making the right plays at the right time. Right. But they got a song called Heat Check, Heat Check. Let me get a Heat Check, Heat Check. Like well, that. LeBron James was heat checking left and right. He was feeling good. He was letting it fly. They were going in. Now, on a regular basis, do I want to see LeBron James shooting mm-hmm. that many three-pointers in the fourth quarter? No. no. But when you're in the zone and you and the moment is yours, mm-hmm. hey, have at it, LeBron. Yeah. And he literally put this team on his back last night, and they were able to get a pivotal win that I thought, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Lakers that was uh, because of LeBron James. So while he was, according to Darvin Ham, his coach, whipping it out, LeBron James explained exactly how much whipping it out he was doing, especially in the fourth quarter. I was able to give myself some space and get a couple more looks. You know, so my teammates did a great job of continuing to find me. You know, and then I just tried to dictate the tempo, dictate the game, you know, as we started making a run for it and getting the game closer and closer and closer. Um, so, you know, it was just a zone that you can't really describe it. You, you wish you could stay in it forever, but obviously it checks out, you know, as the game ends. But, you know, during it, you don't, you don't feel anything. You just... So I have a superpower, I feel. Yeah, he was the LeBron version of Billy Ho from White Man Can't Jump. I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. That was LeBron James in the fourth quarter for that for the Los Angeles Lakers. But even he understands this, Harry, because I said as great as that was last night, it's not sustainable for him to be that Superman all the time. Even as great, and he's the greatest athlete that's ever played in the NBA. He keeps reinforcing that point that I keep making because it winds up having no argument against it. But even LeBron James knows. I can still do it, but... Just got to do what I got to do. If I'm in a lineup, um, if I'm on the floor, got to make plays. You know, sometimes I got to make even more plays. And tonight was one of those moments where I had to make um, even more plays in order for us to even get back into the game and then ultimately winning the game. So, obviously, we, you know, every game is important for us, especially, you know, at this moment. Uh, we have to approach it that way. But uh, tonight was a, a really good test for us. It was a great test, obviously, being down versus one of the best teams in the league and on their home floor and be able to keep our composure um, you know, to weather the storm, um, you know, and that fourth quarter was, was very key for us. And I will say this, exerting so much energy that LeBron James had to exert last night and getting that victory, mm-hmm. they played the a Washington Wizards tonight. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if LeBron James didn't play in that basketball game yeah. because of what's coming ahead. Now, this is how I also know LeBron James understood the magnitude of the basketball game last night because after All-Star break, you can't go one and three. 
Absolutely. Two and two, 500 right yeah. right, right now. Yeah. You can live with that. One and three. After you play Washington, you have the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. You have the OKC Thunder. You have Sacramento, Milwaukee, Minnesota, Sacramento, and Golden State. The magnitude of that game last night, right. not only because it was Kawhi and LeBron, the Lakers and the Clippers, and we talk so much about both of those basketball teams, but what's ahead of the Lakers and how they have to come out outside of this, I would say, what, 12-game, 11-12-game uh, thing that they have in front of them and four of those games are now completed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's the deal. By the way, you can weigh in on this at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are the Los Angeles Lakers, no matter what Superman keeps trying to do when it comes to LeBron James, how much of a threat are they in the West? Big threat, little threat, no threat, somewhat threat, whatever threat. I'll ask Harry Douglas this question, but we want to hear from you at Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. How much of a threat are they in the Western Conference, Well, Harry? Let, let me say this first, though, Freddie. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think this is sustainable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know LeBron James can play at a high level, but we also have the proof in the pudding, right? We've right. seen last year in the Western Conference Finals when LeBron James had to exert uh, his energy to the max – Right, because other mm-hmm. guys didn't step up in certain moments, and yeah. he ran out of gas. Right, exactly. So LeBron can't do this every night in a playoff series, nor should he have to when you have an Anthony Davis, when you have other guys on that roster that they've paid to make plays down the stretch for them as well. I wonder how much of those guys are – I don't want to use the word afraid because it would not be the proper word to use in this situation. But I wonder how much there's too much deference to say, okay, no matter what happens, we got LeBron James. We got Anthony Davis when you should be able to raise your level a little bit more so it doesn't have to come to that all time. Certain nights, yes. Last night was one of those nights that they needed because collectively nobody was playing well. That's why they were down by 21 points. Here's what can make it worse, though, and they did a great job of it last night because you had a guy in D'Angelo Russell scoring eight points in the fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. right? He hit two huge threes and two other free throws. You had a Rui Hachimura that was able to score five points in the fourth quarter. Now, when LeBron James defers to you as a teammate, you need to make sure you capitalize on it and you come through for him. Okay, absolutely. Because how much draining would it have been last night if he went to those guys in those situations and he's giving his all, he's balling out, he's carrying the team on his back, and they can't come through for him or make those shots. Yeah, especially down by 21 points. He pretty much single-handedly. Led that comeback versus the Clippers. But what would have happened? He does all of that, and he still had lost that game because other guys were not able to step up. So I'll throw that question to you. How much of a threat are the Los Angeles Lakers, Harry Douglas, in the Western Conference? I can't sit here and say they're a huge threat because of what the Western Conference looks like this year, Freddie. Like, their their teams, teams one through ten – like, we're not talking about easy peasy or you can relax on any given night. We're talking yeah. about from Minnesota, OKC, Denver, to the Clippers, to the Suns, to the Pelicans, right. Dallas, the Kings, the Lakers, and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, mm. I think it's all about matchups. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, they got the favorable matchups that allowed them to get to a Western Conference Finals. Yeah, Memphis and Golden State in the first two rounds. E- exactly. We don't we don't necessarily know if that's going to happen two years in a row. Right. That's right. So if, that's if fair. you if you get bad matchups, you may be out. But we still got to make sure that they're even in the play in. Right. Because you know the way <laughs> everything is right now, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's no telling what could happen. Yeah, especially you need nights like that. That's not sustainable 
whether you get to the playoffs or not, no matter how great LeBron James still is. And he keeps kicking that can down the road when his due date is going to be over. One of our new favorites is Marshawn hanging out with us in Iowa at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Mighty M, what kind of threat do you believe the Lakers can or cannot be in the Western Conference getting towards the playoffs? Good afternoon, my guys. First and foremost, I'm going to say what's up to my homies, man. What's up? What's up? Today I'm cool and calm, collective, man. You know, the, um, all that, that Bears talk is cool. But, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily <laughs> think the Lakers is a, is a super threat. I think LeBron is a threat of himself. But at the end of the day, he don't have the help, man. I'm like, I think all of those guys look at him to carry the load almost every game. And if he keeps playing like this, he's not going to get a chance to play with his son, man. He's putting so much energy, man. He's doing, he's doing his thing night in, night out. You got young players on the Lakers that ain't doing their thing night in and night out, and they're just looking at him. Like, what's, well, no, what's up with that, man? And with, with, with the Clippers being where they at right now and Denver just being dogs, mm-hmm. the Lakers not – no. I can see them getting a, getting an intern – uh, what is that, the in-season tournament again? But that's about as far as they're going this year, man. OKC, man. Have anybody paid attention to OKC? Oh, we have. Like, you know, and, um, that, uh, you know, I, I look at LeBron right now. You know, this is a question that, 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 that puzzles me every day. It's like, is LeBron the new age Kobe? Uh-oh. Because of what he's been doing? Uh-oh. Or is LeBron just LeBron? Uh-oh. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Marshawn and I, I'm glad you brought that up because for the longest time, plenty of Kobe fans and the Laker fans have never regarded him as a true Laker, saying you joined our team. Our team didn't come after you. Our team didn't draft you. We haven't heard a lot of that conversation because he keeps doing this and he keeps carrying this organization and he keeps putting this organization in a position that even when, not if, when they get into the playoffs, even that they play in the play, and a lot of people say, well, as long as that guy's on that basketball team and he's capable of those kind of feats where they can send out the SOS banner for him, he keeps responding and delivering, that's why, to Marshawn's point, maybe the Lakers aren't a threat, but as long as they have him, He's going to be a threat, and that increases their chances maybe more than anybody else in that position for them. Here's another way you can tell if they're a threat or not, Freddie. What if they lose that game last night? What, what are oh, our conversations, conversations today? No, we know what that conversation right? sounds like. Because if, they, if that was the Denver Nuggets playing the Clippers and they lost that matchup, hey, mm. it's just a loss for Denver, right? right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like if LeBron and the Lakers would have lost that matchup last night, mm. Our show will be what we what we're talking about would be totally different mm-hmm. from LeBron James. Even if LeBron James had the night he had, yeah. but they still found a way to lose the game, our narrative narrative would have been different today. But I also got to give him credit too because in, in a moment last night where the game was one fourteen to one twelve, right, and the Clippers have the basketball and their best player Kawhi Leonard has the ball in his hands. You want to know who guarded him? It was LeBron James. Yeah. LeBron damn James. Mm-hmm. Now, Kawhi missed a shot in my opinion, but LeBron James took that challenge to say, I'm guarding Kawhi. I know he's getting the basketball. That's what you mm-hmm. want from your superstar player. That's what you mm-hmm. want from guys like that. Yeah, and I expect that from him. Those yep. other Lakerettes, those, those LeBronettes, not named Anthony Davis, they better start carrying their load of that water when it comes to the Lakers being a threat in the Western Conference. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry at ESPN Radio. You're going to hear what Stephen A. Smith, the first thing had to say about the Lakers still being a threat in the West. But let's hear from one of our other favorites as well, Zay in Houston at 888-729-3776. Zay, 
What kind of threat do you believe the Lakers are or are not in the Western Conference? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Friends. Hey, man, Harry, first off, if it was a fifth, you would have called out today. <laughs> so let's not talk about what if they lost the game last night, you know, they won the game. It was a but, scenario, bro. We're, 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 we're in the media. <laughs> that's, that's what we do, bro. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> you, know, you know Zay is... It's part of the job. You know, you know Zay is trolling you right now. Yeah. Now you know how I feel. Now you know how he feels. You know Zay is trolling you right now. <laughs> that was a good one, Zay. You got me. <laughs> but no, like, my boys are being threat as long as they... say this about defending the perimeter like sometimes luck is a part of it right because when I look at James Harden who goes two for nine from the three-point line and then I look at coffee he goes two for six but then also you like they're 10 for 37 they, they went 27 percent the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Clippers yeah they they missed some shots mm-hmm. they had some open and, looks too yeah, they, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they had open looks that they just didn't knock down. Yeah. And sometimes it's like that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you had Norman Powell go two for nine from the three-point line. Yeah, and he missed some, a couple of bunnies that he yep. normally would make. I just like the fact that Zane Houston made you defend your perimeter because you were yeah, ready. He used, my, he used my own line against <laughs> me really if it was a fifth. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, oh, he's trolling Harry now. Harry Harry had his backup. He had I said, hold horse. on, Zay. Man. We in the media. That's what we do. You had your teeth bared. You had your claws <laughs> on. I said, you realize Zay's doing to you what you do. 
do to other people. I know. How now, brown cow, when it comes to Harry <laughs> Douglas, as far as that goes. When it comes to being the threat, Stephen A. Smith of First Take had this to say earlier today on First Take. There's a plethora of things that are happening in the, in the Western Conference that gives you cause to pause and make you say the Lakers can repeat what they did in the postseason last year despite trepidation about their ability to shoot because of their size, because of the greatness of LeBron James, and because of the fact that other dudes can step in and make a contribution when you least expect it. We get what they can do. Whether they will do it or not remains to be seen. But what's undeniable is that at 39 years of age, in his 21st season, the man is still great. And that greatness is not slowing down anytime soon, especially at his pace. One of our favorites is Unique in New Jersey. Brother Unique, are the Lakers a threat or not a threat? And to what level in the Western Conference? What you got, brother? What's up, Unique? What it do? What it do? It do you, man. It do you. How about that? Well, that, that's cool. We can do it like that, too. How you doing, right? I'm good, man. I'm good. Always good to hear from you, brother. Always good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How big? Big time. What's up, it? baby? How you? Whew. Maintaining, man. Maintaining, you know. <laughs> Keeping it easy. Keeping it easy. What, what did you, what so you think about? What did you think about LeBron last night yeah, being man. able to yeah. outscore what, 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 the Clippers what, what, in the fourth? What, what is what is there to think about? You know what is there to think about? He's simply LeBron. You know he simply is LeBron, and I, I respect you know uh, callers saying is he the next Kobe? Uh, you know, bless the brother. You know, he passed too early, but mm-hmm. please, man, let's let's put some proper respect when we start talking about number twenty three or number six. Or we could call him the chosen one or the king or however you want to address him, put some respect on that man's name. Anytime he's in the playoffs, if he gets just a little bit of help, he's a super threat. Now, White Shadow is going to step up this year. <laughs> I don't a lot of faith in White Shadow. White Shadow is mean. I like him. I, I guess you're talking about Austin Reeves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The kid don't play, man. He's serious. <laughs> Life alert has already surpassed everything I thought he could do. But he still got some more to go. He got some more to go because I need him to be the best player on the court. I mm-hmm. need him to be that. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, last night, they just played the Clippers. Those are the Clippers. Everybody getting excited. Oh, this is it. Listen, man, whether it's Doc Rivers coaching, Tyloo coaching, they the Clippers. They going to hit the side of the backboard when the pressure get tight. They gonna get tight, but the king, loosey goosey, man. This is all you know. This is what he do, man. He do this for a living, and he do it for fun. All right, so let, let me say this really quick. When you look back at the playoff run that they had last season, right? Yeah. When you go against a Memphis Grizzlies, mm-hmm. in which they were without a big man, Stephen Adams wasn't, wasn't playing in that, and yep. then you go against yeah. the Golden State Warriors, right? They didn't have a big, and yep. then you finally ran into. The Denver Nuggets, a big who, who had play. a big, who could play. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't know if they're going to ha- have the luxury of having that luck again yeah. in 2024 
amongst the playoffs. Well, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't think well, they will. Yeah, they run the Minnesota Timberwolves. They got bigs who can play. When it comes to Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, they run it to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Chet Holmgren keeps getting better and better and better each and every game. That's a big, even though he's a slim reaper. He he's seven feet, and I think he weighs seventy pounds, but he can play. So those are the kind of guys that we've seen can give people problems, especially if you allow them to believe they can do that no matter who you are in the Western Conference. Keep weighing in on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and at HDouglas83, what kind of threat are the Lakers or not in the Western Conference? Let us know at HDouglas83 and at Coleman ESPN. With Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance, and we flip it to the National Football League. What is the biggest buzz at the NFL Combine so far this week? And FOS, friend of the show, stop by and give us their report from Indianapolis if you keep it here on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We got the combine going on between what happened early this week throughout the weekend, and our man from Game Night and ESPN Radio, Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time. He's an FOS friend of the show, Q Myers. He is there at the Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana. Can't wait to get his thoughts on what's been going on and hit him on Twitter for any thought you want to hear from him at your boy Q254. What has been the biggest buzz so far this week, Q, at the NFL Combine in Indiana? Well, it's always the quarterback talk, and it's great to be with you guys. It's always the quarterback conversation, and I think everyone understands Caleb Williams is the number one quarterback. But I think there's some conversation between who's going to be number two and who's going to be number three. And for the longest, it was Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. And I think by the end of the week, Freddie, it's going to be Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May. It just feels like a lot more teams and a lot more buzz around Jaden Daniels. And I'm hearing that his interview process that he's been going through with multiple different teams has been coming out with glowing reviews. So I think Jaden Daniels is doing a really good job of continuing to sell himself. Not that he has to sell himself too much. You know he's not going to be on the board at the end of April too long. But he's doing a really good job. And I think Drake May is trying to do a little bit of catch-up right now. Well, this morning on Get Up, Dan Orlowski said that if the Bears basically should take Jaden Daniels instead of Caleb Williams at number one, have you heard anything around the combine leading? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Towards that direction. Yeah, it's funny. I I heard that, and I asked that question to a couple people, and they said, yeah, Q, it's good conversation. (laughs) And then they left it at that. So, yeah, it's good conversation, but that's not going to happen. So it's pretty much a done deal. It's kind of set in stone just about that uh, Caleb is going to be that number one overall pick. But, again, I do think that Jaden Daniels coming out of the combine is going to create a lot of noise. And, you know, I know he's not throwing. Caleb's not throwing either. But, I mean, the guy's the Heisman Trophy winner. He's got a charismatic uh, personality. The one big question, Harry, for him is just his size. And we saw him take a bunch of hits last year that – he can't take in the NFL. Freddie, you say it all the time. They will hit you out of the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. can't do that. Yeah, no doubt about that. Q Myers hosts a game that ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at yourboyq254. Joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Got to get to your Las Vegas Raiders. So you make your home in Las oh, Vegas. Everybody's excited about Antonio Pierce being the head coach. What could be the likelihood? Because they need a quarterback. I like yes. Aiden O'Connell, but not to be a starting quarterback for my team. 
what is the possibility that maybe just maybe they could trade up and get one of these three guys? Oh, yeah, that's definitely going to be what they're going to try to do. That's what they want to do. You know, Antonio Pierce told us yesterday that he doesn't want any more Band-Aids. You know, mm-hmm. they've, they've had that within the organization before Derek Carr and after Derek Carr. So they need to go find their guy. Well, they, they, they have their guy. They know who their guy is. I think everyone has identified Jaden Daniels, again, as their guy, especially with that relationship that he has with Antonio Pierce. The problem is who's the dance partner. Now, I mean, look, Harry's got moves, right? Harry's got game where, you know, he, he can find a dance partner. But your boy, I used to get to the club, he used to the dance, and I used to identify my dance partner. problem is my <laughs> dance partner didn't identify me. So, you know, that, <laughs> that's, that's the biggest problem. Do you have a dance partner that agrees with you that that's who they are? So we know about the combine and the I think the headlines are these quarterbacks. We know they're probably going to or we yep. assume they're going to go one, two, and three. But for me, I like non-quarterbacks, right? Who is okay. the one guy that you're looking forward to watching this weekend, actually starting today, that can pick up steam or will be a really good pro prospect? You know, I just had an opportunity to catch up with Quinion Mitchell, the cornerback out of Toledo. He was one of the last corners to actually go to the podium, so got kind of up close and personal with him and yeah. was able just to hear what he had to say and the fact that he went to the Senior Bowl and felt like he made a name for himself and he wanted to show in his words that he can go up against the big dogs. And someone said, well, how come you didn't go up against the big dogs? How come you went to Toledo and didn't go to a school where you're going up against the big dogs? He said, look, I had grade situations, right? I didn't do good in, in school, in high school. Football was taken away from me. I appreciate football. I know what it was like to not have it, and I'm not going to let that happen again. So I had to get right. And they said, well, how come you didn't decide to go somewhere else besides Toledo? He said, Toledo was the only school that stuck by me when I was going through my situation, so I stuck by them. I'm a very loyal dude if you're loyal by me. So uh, I think that he's a heck of a corner, and I think he's, there's a conversation about is he going to be the first corner off the board? Mm-hmm. Is Arnold going to be the first board uh, corner off the board? How close is Kool-Aid going to be, right? I mean, there's there's some good questions, but I really like the personality of Quinion Mitchell, and we know what he can do uh, in, in game action. We've seen him get, what, four interceptions in a game, including two pick sixes? Yeah, the Duke of ball. No doubt about that. A man who knows how to ball is Q Myers, host of Game Night on ESPN Radio, Monday through Friday from 10 p to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You mentioned somebody that is off the beaten path. I want you to give us three people that are not quarterbacks that a lot of people know that you really like. Who are those three guys and why? I would say Byron Murphy is one of my favorite guys, the University of Texas defensive tackle. I mean, that dude, I'm not going to say he's Aaron Donald, but that guy can get to the quarterback, right, from that defensive tackle position. And, you know, there's times he's breaking – breaking through the two or three blockers. I mean, that, that guy is an absolute monster. I think he's going to be really good on the next level. I like him, and, and you talked about the Raiders earlier. If they don't get a quarterback, if they're not able to move up in the draft, I would definitely uh, think that they would have an interest in a Byron Murphy. So that's one guy that I'm a fan of. Uh, let's see, who's another name that I think is, you know, well, no, Spencer Rattler's a quarterback, but he's yeah. also getting a lot of buzz here okay. as well. That's somebody to, to pay attention to. Um, let's see. Oh, man, I'm trying to think. Who else would be somebody that's – you know me, I like corners, man. I'm a, I'm a corner guy. I think Kool-Aid's a big, uh, a big name. He has okay. a little bit of a chip on his shoulder as well. Him and, him and Arnold, he said that, that the media is trying to kind of ping-pong them uh, against each other. You know, who's the better corner of the two? And he's like, that's my brother, man. I'm not worried about if really? he goes one or I go one. We're going to go together and we both ball out together. So those two dudes are really some guys that I have some high interest in as well. Well, one thing we do know is that St. Elmo's is very famous oh, in Indianapolis, oh Indiana. Here we go. Q, we know you're going there tonight. What are you ordering? 
what do you have the taste for? Man, look, any opportunity I get to get a bone-in ribeye, I'm going to do that, right? So that's going to be that's going to be the first thing I do. But I'll tell you, Harry, St. Elmo's came to me today on Media Row here uh-huh. inside the convention center, and uh-huh. I thought I had defeated. Last year, I fell victim to St. Elmo's. They gave me one of those shrimp cocktails, and it was a night of a long, um, I don't know, a networking, I should say, last year. So I wanted to put anything in my belly, so I just threw it down. And more of that horseradish was not cocktail sauce. That horseradish was horseradish. And that beat me up. So this year, they came here, and I said, okay, I'm going to defeat them. I know what to expect this time. So they're going to get their cameras out. It's going to look all cute. Uh-huh. And I'm going to show them that I'm the baddest man in the land. So I go up to them, get the shrimp. I sit it on down. I eat that thing. And, look, the first wave – Fine. I was good because I knew what to expect. I didn't know there was a boomerang. I didn't know. <laughs> when you throw that boomerang, it's supposed to come back. All of a sudden, in the back of my head, it was like, bye I was like, when your mama slapped you and you did something wrong and you didn't see it coming. So, yeah, it hit me to the floor again. So, St. Elmo's 2, Q, 0. Well, well Q, I got to step my game up. I got to work harder because, see, I mm. order a ribeye. So, you getting the bone-in ribeye. Yes, he is. He's oh, you can't, you can't hide that money. My goodness, Q. You can't hide it. <laughs> You putting this business out in the street? You, you can't this, hide that money. Bone you, in ribeye? You putting this ribeye out in the street now? That's yeah. what you're doing? He can't hide hey, it. Hey, man, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but you know what I mean? Like, every once in a while, you got to you gotta fake it till you make it. So if you get yeah. the opportunity to get a bone in ribeye, sure. you just got to do it, and you got to figure out how to pay for it later. Look, I'll do another show. Okay. Right? Yeah. Put me on the weekends. I'll do another show. By the way, go to his Twitter handle, yourboyq254, to see exactly how he went two to zero, not his fair courtesy St. Elmo's Fire. And check out the new edition dance move he did sitting down at the finishing the strip cocktail <laughs> that had a chance to finish him. He is Q Myers. He's an FOS friend of the show. And check him out each and every night, Game Night ESPN Radio, 10p to 1 a.m. Eastern Time. Always enjoy the Q, man. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Let the good times roll. No doubt about that, man. One of my favorite people in the world. When I had a chance to do shows with him and he filled in on Freddie Fitzsimmons, really, really happy that he continues to rise up and shine, man. He is a really terrific broadcaster and an even better person when it comes to Q Myers. I remember I went out to Vegas last year, and I needed an area to do the show mm-hmm. from. And, yeah. and, and Q, with open arms, man, welcomed me like I was mm-hmm. uh, someone he he's known his entire life and had me set up and everything. Phenomenal yep. studio out there. So yep. shout out to Q, not only doing a great job, uh, within his craft, but also just being an, uh, an amazing human being. No doubt about that. We'll stay with the NFL Combine here in Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Two things. What should the Bears do with the number one pick? And number two, this team better draft a quarterback or they're just wasting everybody's time when it comes to their fan base. Say what? We say that what next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and also your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Two teams, two picks, the Chicago Bears and this NFL team, and it involves the quarterback position. We'll get to that in a couple of seconds, but one of our favorites is the Mighty Wolf of Virginia. He's got something to say about the NFL Combine in three, two, one. Welcome, my pack brothers. What's going on, Wolf? Gentlemen, I appreciate coming into you. You know, I'm a casual fan now. I, I'm i not really good with them details like you analysts are, of course. I don't play professional ball, but I do appreciate the human interest part of this program, and I think that's what makes it so interesting to me. 
and all your audience. I, I really do appreciate it. Sure. And I wanted to say in that regard that whether you're flavoring a bone-in ribeye, <laughs> touching <laughs> that shrimp that I hear so much about, uh-huh. I'd love to hear what is it about the combine stats that everybody looks towards. What is it? Talk to me about what are you looking for in a linebacker or a corner or a QB, and are there negatives that are brought up as well? And then lastly, when you're out there and you do run across something in a hot Atlanta like, uh, I don't know, Blind Willies or St. James or any of those places in uh, mm-hmm. Buckhead, mm-hmm. you, can always, you can always bring them stories back to me because I love you. Apparently Wolf been someplace. He is something else. Wolf been to some places. Yes, he has. And I'll say this for the combine. I think everything is position specific when you when you get to the field drills. I think when you look at the 40-time broad jump, three-cone, uh, vertical jump, you want to see how guys do in those measurables and look at how they play. Like, you can tell if someone's explosive on the football field by watching them, and then when you see explosive numbers from the testing, okay, it makes sense. Now, when it comes to the specific uh, in, uh, individual drills, like for a linebacker, I want to see how he's able to move. I want to see how he's able to change direction. You know, how, how can he move in space for a corner? I want to know how can he flip his hips? How can he change direction? Okay. How can he stop and start? Because one of the hardest things about playing a cornerback position is that the, the wide receiver or the tight end that you're going against, they understand and know where they're going. Right. You have to react to basically what they're doing. And how quickly and how twitchy is your body to be able to react? Okay. And how clean can you get out of your breaks okay. as well? But also from ball skill perspective, right? When they throw the football up in the air, do you go get it at the highest points? Mm-hmm. Are, are you, are you are a you body letting, catcher? Are you letting the ball come to you, in other words? Exactly. Okay. That makes sense because that's why when, it, when combine stuff like that happens, you've been through that process. Yep. You clearly understand and bring a perspective that we're not going to have. And I thought Wolf in Virginia asked a great question. What are they looking for? So the average Joe and Josephine, when they look at the combine this week on the NFL Network or ESPN, they have a better idea what they're looking for because you brought everybody to that part because you went through the NFL combine. Yeah, broad jump, like you look at wide receivers, right? And, you know, you see their, their 10 time and their 40, okay, they have a good get off, but can they sustain it? Right, and you see how powerful guys are the the the, the farther they get downfield, but also the three cone. Right, it, it it tests short aerial quickness. That was one of my strengths. I had the best time at the combine in the three cone, and it, it shows how quickly you're able to get in and out of breaks uh, right. without having wasted movement. The twenty yard shuttle is the same thing as well. No doubt about it. Great stuff by Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. But we all know the combine, whether they throw or not, no matter what they say, what they don't say. It's all about the quarterback position. Yep. There's no reason for me the Bears to not take Caleb Williams with the number one pick. There's no reason to not do that because he is that best prospect, and if the best prospect is there, and if you're in a position to take that best prospect, you don't waste anybody's time. You're going to find some takers with Justin Fields. He can move on with his life. You can move on with yours it comes to Caleb Williams. But there's another team I think is in the crosshairs and should be. If the Patriots don't take a quarterback Ooh. with pick number three, then what are they doing? then they're wasting everybody's time when it comes to that fan base. The guys you have that should be your starting quarterback in 2024 can't be the guys that were not good starting quarterbacks in 2023. So that's why I'm putting the Bears on blast. Stop this whole fiddle-faddle back and forth, back and forth. We know you're taking Caleb Williams. There's no reason not to. But if you're the Patriots and you don't take a quarterback, 
being that high in the draft and you're going to pull old Bill Belichick manure to trade down and get picks, then what really are you doing to move forward past Bill Belichick after he ruled that whole thing for 24 years in New England? Yeah, for me, Caleb Williams is the top quarterback in this draft, and uh, I, I don't see the Chicago Bears not taking him at one overall, especially when you have a general manager of Ryan Poles that was with the Kansas City Chiefs organization, and he's seen firsthand, not from word of mouth or, you know, what people are writing online on social media. You've seen firsthand. You right. had your hands in getting Patrick Mahomes to Kansas City. So if you're reviewing that film, Freddie, and any part of your body is twitching and moving and you, you find yourself <laughs> jumping and don't even realize you're jumping because you're seeing some exciting things that you may have seen yeah. from previous college tape from a guy that plays over in Kansas City that's won three uh, Super Bowls in the last five years, yeah. then it's clear cut. You have to take that guy. You can't miss on Caleb Williams in, in, in those regards. Yeah, too many times people look for what a guy can't do as opposed to what he can do because the film will tell you, the tape will tell you, all you need to know. If you keep looking for more reasons what a guy can't do, then you don't want to draft that guy in the first place. That's just me spitballing. Yep. If you're looking for more of the wrong instead of the right, then that's not going to be the right guy for you. There are too many things right with the quarterback position that you can draft and you're the Patriots to trade down and trade out of the first round. That will be ridiculous because you need a franchise quarterback. You know, the Bears need it. Commanders need it. If anybody needs a post-Tom Brady and post-Bill Belichick, it's the team at number three when it comes to New England Patriots. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. And what is the best bet involving Steph Curry and the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden tonight? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.